and welcome to Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am Hannah Hart, and today I will be interviewing a martial artiste who tells me some of the more enlightening sides and some of the darker sides of what it takes to be a part of the martial arts community, or rather, this person's experience of it. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alec Gotcha. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here on Analyze This, and I'm so happy we get to talk about a subject that I've always wanted to sit and talk with you about, but because of our mm. energy carriers, like, I don't think we're even, are we supposed to be on the same timeline? Like, you know? Yeah, we are. Yeah. For sure, for <laughs> okay. sure, for sure. At yeah. least like 11 timelines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and so like, I've always wanted to sit and like, just sit and talk with you about this, but the subject feels really sacred and really big. And I don't know if it's me carrying stuff into that or what, but today I would love to share um, your understanding, your depth of knowledge, and a bit about your personal journey as it relates to the study of martial arts. Lovely. Lovely. What was your first experience of martial arts? It happened and then I couldn't remember it. So my first real one is like 1985 and my parents, they own a dojo. So I didn't know I what just, it was. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like big room, big mirror, ballet, like whatever. <laughs> like A lot of yelling, a lot of like stuff oh. like that. So I was just like, okay, that's normal. Um, but I didn't exactly know the depth of it and I didn't know that's how my family earned its livelihood. Yeah. What brought, on, I mean... Tell, tell us a little bit about your family background. It's, you know, a podcast, so people can't see right. you or anything. So what is um, your family's background culturally? Like, do you have a lot of dojos in the fam? No, not so much. We have like a headquarters type of thing in Orange County. And um, I want to say that it's like a multicultural uh, affair. I didn't really understand. I, I don't really understand it now, but my mom escaped from Cuba and so she's a fighter. Everyone in my family is like a fighter, but that's just analogous to anyone. Anyone's a fighter. If you have a heart, you're fighting something. So my oh, this is under the uh, <laughs> preconceived notion that people that other that humans have hearts. <laughs> Don't get <kidding>. it. <laughs> uh, if you're a future human, I'm sorry. I yeah, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. But yeah, so then um, um, they had like a. It was like a holiday party come and bring your kids so I was able to come Mm because I wasn't like training I was too young how old were you around this time I think four or five but technically five is when when I in my mind when I started oh I see so this so correct if I'm hearing you correctly your parents had a dojo before you understood what was taking place inside of it yes I did I just I don't even remember like I didn't have memories formed around it but in this particular day, they had like a sumo tournament just for like kids to go and have like a grappling thing. Cool. So they invited me to do it and I had so much fun. Like they made a ring and they were yeah. like, okay, here's the only rule. Don't get pushed out of the ring. Yes. Oh, I love that. And some other kid, some other child really helped me and just was having fun with me and everyone was screaming and loving it. And then I thought, oh, I want to do this again. And then I came back the next week and it was like, karate just like not that yeah so i was like tricked into it <laughs> oh so you thought you were getting into grapple like a more grappling based martial art yes like yeah. 
name some different styles mm. of martial arts. So when when you say, "Oh, I thought we were going to be doing more physical grappling," yeah. but then it was karate. What 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 is that? What's that jump? Oh, that's such a good question. I think that in the grappling arts, there is a higher degree of physical control of body to body control over another human, and in the more striking arts, there's a free movement phase where there's not maybe like somebody grabbing you and pinning you down, but you're moving around with different angles, trying to create openings to fire off a shot and then uh, take a defensive posture or something like that. Mm, it's like energetically, like the striking, striking, striking yeah. arts. It sounds like are more about controlling and moving like flowy. And then the body ones are very grounded using like force or motion not force like mm. but like you know what i mean that kind of thing i think so they're both they're both the, I mean, slaves of physics <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so okay i mean yeah true but different styles wow okay so what is um so they they decided to go towards karate so mm. touching back about your about your mom like how does a woman enter into karate and then like how does that happen what's that story I don't know the full extent of it, but I think... Is it shrouded in mystery? Th- a little bit, Ooh, yeah. okay. I think it's uh, under the guise of self-preservation of some sort. I don't know exactly, but like... Protective? Yeah, like protect my family, protect myself against something, against like an unknown thing. Like if you're like in the 80s, grew up with like, oh, the Night Stalker's around the corner. Prowlers. Yeah, genuinely he was because we lived in Mission Viejo. <laughs> So. so that happened actually, but so a little bit necessity, a yes. little bit like, you know, we had a prowler in my yeah. neighborhood too. Um, but we also lived right next to the train station. Anyway, a little bit necessity. Like I'm a woman. I live here. I'm going to learn how to protect myself, defend myself and potentially protect and defend my family. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so that evolves over the course of study mm. into, I'm going to teach others how to do this too. Yes, I believe so. Okay, cool. So are your parents the teachers? Yes. Oh, oh, cool. So at five years old, after the grappling, you decide, I want to start learning karate. Yes. Okay, cool. So when, so what was that like? It was like, uh, we bow, come into the mats, and it's just basically like my dad is teaching me how to do like a front kick, like a front snap kick. And I was just like, oh, this is cool. I didn't know. This. Like standing on one foot, bending at the knee. Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> Literally that, like wow. balancing on one foot, pretending I'm like picking up buckets of water and like keeping still like a Kung Fu movie or something. <laughs> and then I was like doing this movement with my foot and I thought, oh, this is neat. So it was the first time of me understanding like if I move my body in a certain way, other consequences happen, certain mm. things happen. And then I kept asking like, oh, when are we going to do that sumo thing again? I don't know. Yeah, like when are we going to wrestle on the ground? Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And I, I understand that this was all connected, but also right. the rolling around on the ground part really was, oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. What a relief. Oh, what a great use of energy. Do you mind letting our listeners know what belts you have or what you study? Oh, sure. It's like I am a black belt in Shotokan Karate, and that's pretty traditional What's Shotokan? There is a person that took this art from Okinawa, their own interpretation of it, and then went to mainland Japan and spread it through Japan. And in this case, I'm just like basically dancing around in space. Yeah. Uh, But that's what I love about it. So Shotokan has like many 
explosive movements, really uh, setting your body in a specific form. To to do damage, to exert as much force? As much as possible in the shortest amount of time. Oh, so it's not more of a defensive-based one. It's more of an... uh... There are elements of both in... Probably a good argument is could be brought up for like, this is why it's defensive. I'm not going to do that. But So what you're hinting at, from my perspective, outside mm-hmm. the martial arts community, yes. is that there's a lot of dogma and over-intellectualization and um, boundary making. Perfectly, yeah. In the martial arts community. Okay, so that's what we're saying about it. Okay, so even to name them reminds you of people being like, I practice blah, 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 yeah. and only blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you can't, you're not a real, is that... That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That I get you. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that sucks. No, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, that kind of really takes that, but that's the same thing as religion, man. Christianity yeah. is the same way, right? We're just primates. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We could take anything good and spiritual and connective yeah. and make it property based yeah. with the understanding that people really strictly adhere to these things in a way that has been negative. And has negative uh, consequences. Would you tell us what you've studied? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty terrible at it, but I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu often. Uh, I try to do it almost every day, but it's probably like four times a week. I'm a blue belt at it, so that's pretty like intermediate level, beginning level. Yeah, it's great though. I mean, not because of the leveling, but because... I mean, you and... Uh, I've always wanted to study martial arts yeah. and I've fallen into the sunk cost fallacy mm. that now it's too late for me to start, you know? Yeah. I think that you could do it and you, you would really be great at it. And then there would be, you would just embrace the struggle of like, Oh, I'm fighting against my ego. Why, yeah. It's why an can't ego I thing. kill? Why can't I kill this person? <laughs> well, I want to have, I want uh, the, yeah, no, I think it's also like, well, how could I start if I'm not going to dedicate my life to it? Oh, right. Yeah. You know, because I, mean, I do think I would be great. Mm-hmm. I am good. I'm very body aware. And when I was a kid, my mom was like, we need to get you martial arts because I was already expressing my body's energy in ways that were not positive, you know, like just being a destructive little kid. But yeah. like I've heard and maybe you can help actually explain this to me. Why would people encourage kids to go into martial arts? Oh, but that might be hard for you to even explain because your family had a dojo. But like, what do you perceive as? I think maybe for for my case, they were like, we want him to stay on the path of good and we want him not to be soft. We don't want him to learn. Well, good and soft are not uh, opposing terms, are they? Um, I think that was kind of, a benefit for me to be like you could learn to play piano really well and you could also like move out of the way of someone's kick they're it's not like mutually exclusive you could do, do you know how to play piano yes yeah. oh so was it hard to study piano and a martial art simultaneously or like was there a it was anything is hard if you don't have the support it depends on like if why well, dedicate oh, yeah got it if you're if your parents are like no this is your plan like, what if I want to... Like- but you're already so good at karate. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you just stick with karate? Right, yeah. Why do you want to make... But that's just a different art, man. Yeah. What what they had in their hands was an artist at heart. Yeah. Well, why do they call it a martial art? Oh, gosh. It's like the arts of like Mars. Martial is like from Mars, the god of war. They're 
under the blessing of like the god of war is <laughs> like Mars is like I'm taking what's mine. I am the alpha male of this group of primates. I am controlling yeah. a situation. I have a cape and a spear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I make the rules. The rules are morality, by the way. So if you don't follow my rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is like that to, for me a lot of the times. But I think the way I frame it differently is like it's moving around and your body likes that. And that's an art. Yeah. So if it, it, it would be more like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, so the, it's a defense and attack practice. Um, and so they call it martial because it's something like that. And then arts because there's an art to it. I mean. Because it's like we want you to not truly break each other's noses but we want you to like kind of learn how just in case you know just in case you might have to okay so now i have a real big question about that uh and we're gonna get to that question right after this It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay. You've implied something that is like blowing my mind. You know, Martial arts is both an art and a sport. So there's a competitiveness, etc. But it's also like a weapon. Yeah. Like, okay, how dangerous... Okay, so you, you studied jiu-jitsu and, and Shotokan karate. Karate! Um, and the question I asked you before was, why do you think other parents brought their kids in? Just to make them tough? Just to make them cool? Because I always heard about martial arts from the, like... Zen perspective? Yeah. I don't know if it's because I was like in the Bay Area. I don't know if it's because my mom was into lots of different theology. But the way it was explained to me was that it's a... Oh, no. Wait. Oh, my God. I forgot. My dad had a black belt in Taekwondo. He never showed me anything. But when I was when I was a destructive kid, I think that's where they got the idea. I totally forgot that he did. Okay. Anyway, from the perspective of it will help you be in your body or yes, not yeah. or something something like an equalizer like if you're too crazy we'll bring you down and if you're not crazy enough we'll bring you up we'll make you balanced oh my god <laughs> so you have kids there that are like hey man you got to get a backbone we're gonna toughen you up by making you take a martial art yeah oh, just describe to me i can't even imagine can you describe to me like you as a kid i'm, I'm sure you weren't perceiving the other kids as much, but on the off chance that you were, how would you describe the group that you studied with? Were they the same group the whole time? No, a lot of people came and went. I I was with the kids' class for a while, and then I was thrown into the adult class when I was like really young, probably too young. But um, I think that it's like a sink or swim environment. Most in most dojos, that you, most academies that you train in, 
and then you will adapt to the environment whatever that is mm. it, regardless if it's like a cult you'll become a cult member if it's like weak in like a mcdojo you'll become you won't you won't a realize dojo yeah a mcdojo <laughs> what's a mcdojo alan <laughs> what's a mcdojo alan um, <laughs> don't worry it's a small show there should be like a a grade like a, you know how say, restaurants yeah. there's like an a grade yeah, a b we yeah. should have that for martial art dojos we should have that. So we should we have should. something. Oh my god! Yeah, a training school. Yeah, should get a grade. Mm. Oh yeah, like A B C D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're saying there's people like I'll teach you karate. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. What, what did I just learn? Like oh, like nothing. Oh, cool. So, in your area, so you got put into the kids' class. Okay, so it sounds like what I'm. We got put into the from the kids to the adults. What I'm hearing is that your experience on the path of the on the path of studying martial arts became linear like lateral like achievement based yeah pretty fast pretty quickly <sighs> that sucks i know it's thank goodness i don't have to do that now i might choose to do that still cuz i'm just like uh i am um engulfed and I'm entombed in this thing, like just well. I mean, your body—it's not the, the body keeps the score, man. Yeah. You're never gonna not yeah. know it, and you're not. That's the way you live inside yourself, which I think is worth embracing, though, yeah. too. But I guess when did the like the grappling versus karate, and then being good at it and being in the adult classes? Mm -hmm. Did you love it? Like, was it love based? Like, if I'm watching the Alan Godshaw documentary, yeah. is it? Oh, and he just like everything was karate. Yeah, it's it's that I love the thing inside of me that I would perceive as like a giant beast of a, like a fiery like thing that just would basically that that's what I was. And I didn't understand if that could be like a, a thing of violence. I didn't mm. understand it. I couldn't perceive it. It was like, that's how you, that's how you win. Mm. My mind was uh, in an illusion. It's basically in a delusion of like, win, lose. Yeah. You have a winner's mindset of like, no, nah, the whole time you're dominating someone else. You're destroying their will to fight. You're destroying their like, and you didn't realize like, Oh, you might be destroying their dreams. You might be like hurting them physically, but none of those things matter. You're just because like, you're in such a primal part. Yeah. That, that, that communal, empathy we're supposed to have as a functioning society mm -hmm. which i think we have many examples of how that's not something uniquely lost like that's lost that is but that that you your empathy yeah felt shut you shut it off to be in this primal part right oh alan god i think that is so like doesn't get like you know, when you're transgressing or sorry, like when you're transgressing against someone's body or like having an interaction that physical or like you're in that with someone else. Yes. To be that primal fiery part, but then also to have that watery, like empathetic, artistic piano playing part, you kind of have to really like shut off to get into that headspace. Yeah, I agree. They might not in in my world from my experience like they might have been compatible but they were uh, not no, not in the way you were taught yeah they were neighbors they weren't the same person they were kind of like adjacent to each other but maybe not like 
Mm. And then I didn't probably figure this out until later where I had some friends much later on be like, oh, yeah, you're like crazy. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I know. I'm dedicated. Like, no, no. Like, yeah. What was that like? <laughs> what, as, as an example, what would that be in reference to? Like a, a, tur- a tournament or oh. like a, oh, no, sorry, I'm practicing this, so I'm not, you know eating sugar or like, I don't know what, what was that in reference to? I think one of the first times it happens, it didn't dawn on me. It just like, Oh yeah, that's normal. When my friend, we, he and I were in a tournament together and he said like, you broke my ribs. And I was like, Oh no. All right. And then just like, that's it. like, didn't understand what that meant in terms of like physical Like you pain. fractured one of his yeah. ribs. Oh shit. And I thought, Oh, it just sucks. What's for dinner? Like this kind of like, I didn't have the I didn't have the capability to absorb someone else's pain and realize like oh god that could well be and continue terrible. to perform at the level you were performing yeah. at you know um, there's one thing I was told like it's so interesting that we talk about those two forces and like when you have them both in you strongly really having to engage with one side of it if you're not taught the way to like have both yeah and I remember something. Um, that I learned about like, this is, this is like, my dad never talked about martial arts. He never talked about it. My mom was the only one. She was the one who told me like, oh, you should do this. That's what your dad used to do or something. Um, Cause she saw I was a very physical person. But he told me the only way, if you ever really want to like hit someone or something, you have to imagine your hand already moved through it. And I'm like, I could never do that to another person. That's nice. I would have to really shut off a big part of myself to do that. Even in a, like I, you know? Yeah. Oh, I like, I wish I wasn't, you know, like I wish I could do something like that, but I don't know if I could like, I, even though it's like, cause I also used to like wanted to study boxing, which is also a martial yeah. art. And I, I started to, when I first moved to LA, Oh, nice. but then my coach or like the person that was teaching me wanted me to start sparring against other people. Yeah. And that's when I quit because I could not, I, it, what it would take to shut that part like off yeah. would be really hard to turn it back on. I think so. You know? Like I, I, like, I love do you, boxing. Do you hear what I'm saying? Or yeah. Does that... I hear exactly what you're saying and I feel that. Um, I studied boxing and I feel the same way. Like I can't punch anyone. Not only can I not punch someone, but if I punch someone, I have a con- I have certain like concussions from like being hit in the back of the head that if I do hit somebody later on that day, like if I just hit a bag as hard as I can, I won't remember certain things throughout the day just because I have like secondary concussion syndrome. Oh my God. So like my friend on Facebook sent me a message or something and I didn't, I was like, oh, that's weird. His name is all jumbled up. That's not, that's not my friend. Oh my God. And then I just kind of like, forgot who my friends were for a second like oh no something bad is happening so like i can't even hit punch something as hard as i can so that's why like strangling is better (laughs) yeah in a life or death it's good that you know it's good that you know what you'd have to go to because what's the point of living a life if you're lost in it right right. right? you don't want to punch somebody be like i did it everyone Uh oh well good night um when did you get a concussion oh my first one is probably early on but like when i was fifth, well what's early on um like being hit in the head too hard that's like 
concussion, but I, uh, so like I don't know. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I imagine concussion is the only is only um, like what happens to football players. Oh, okay. Loss, total loss of consciousness. Oh, I see. Can the but does the brain get damaged for more than just something that extreme? Yes, I feel that the levels that they give in concussion are pretty accurate, but not necessarily like too truthful when it comes to like the long lasting effects of it. But anytime your brain just hits against your skull is a concussion mm, mm. even someone like shaking your head too like hard. oh yeah you don't shake a baby no way yeah. i know i know it's so funny when it was like they put that in like an ad or something there was something in the 90s or something that was like blah 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 shaking babies and i was like who would shake a baby <sighs> like what the? that was so disturbing to me because i yeah. was like there are people out there who don't know not to or who lose their emotions so intensely they could shake a baby like just like what is that and it was like on tv yeah and i was like like you know a little kid like okay let's put it on like a subway you have they to remind it, people yeah. <laughs> i was like oh my god that and that one meth ad which is like meth yeah mm, meth and it was like talking about like the negative things about meth and then i was also like oh my god people like i don't know anyway I don't know if it worked. It really did raise awareness of drugs. I've, I've never done meth. I've never done meth yeah. either. Yeah. For the record. Because right. of that commercial. Because, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. Because of that commercial. <laughs> Get these bugs all out of my place. Blah, 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 blah. Meth. Meth. Yeah, that commercial. I never did meth because of that. I'm so glad we both has, have never done meth. Oh, God, no. Really effective. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I take back everything I said before about those ads not working. I guess they really did. I hope so. Well, also, like, seeing someone crawling around on the bathroom floor, like, I think that was a part of the ad, too. And they were like, I was like, what am I looking at? Yeah. They're like, now back to X-Men. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. So, you got your first concussion when you were pretty young. Yeah, but I don't know exactly when, but I had a terrible concussion when I was, like, 15 or 16. I got into a fight with a whole bunch of people, like eight to 10 people. and um, Like a fight? Yeah, like I'm going to, we're going to, somebody's going to die here. And it was just like, I think over some stupid stuff. Also, I, I'm saying I think because like, I don't remember all of the things that happened. I woke up like, um, I didn't get knocked out, which is so weird. They hit me in the head with a bottle. Oh my God. And I was like standing conscious, but not, No, yeah, not, that's, that's. I not was, yeah. connected mm -mm. oh my god that's that's like brain tra that's like trauma so anytime if i can't complete a sentence or anything just remember that like oh yeah this kid has had brain trauma <laughs> oh my god yeah but that was outside not that was, that out was not in the dojo not in the dojo that this was not outside. sanctioned yeah oh but wow the unspoken risk of teaching your kids all this stuff like you kind of have to teach martial arts yeah. with the the sports and the skill the skill aspect alongside the mindfulness. Uh, Otherwise, you're just yes. making... Demon weapons. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have to equally... Whatever you do, you teach a kid to punch 10,000 times a day, you have to teach them like... To meditate exactly, 10,000 times yeah. a day. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when did that part become part of your study or practice or awareness even? Mm, I think... Because it um, sounds like that 15-year-old, Alan, did yeah. not think that way. No, I did not. But also... After that, I couldn't. I had to question my whole existence because it was really difficult to keep like a a ribbon connected to people, just like in terms of like minute to minute. Because my brain was injured, my brain was like damaged. Um, 
So I think at that point, one of my friends was going to a nationals or something and, um, and I was like, Oh, I'll help you with it. So we were doing a whole bunch of like listening to music was like Tai Chi stuff. Mm. I'm like, this is weird. Cause we were like watching a lot of anime or something. Mm. So we were doing all these kind of crazy, weird practicing. And I realized because I love that guy so much, I didn't want to like do any techniques on him, like to hurt him. But he actually, that, it gave him confidence and we did go over like strategies and stuff. He actually won the nationals. So oh, wow. I, it was just a really cool thing. Yeah. I didn't think it but was listening any- to the Tai Chi. Like, did yeah. that come from his school of training? He's like, Oh, or no, we were, were just, you guys just doing yeah, it? Like, we were, let's- just, we were just enacting like a Dragon Ball Z. Oh, like, kind of Oh, episode. but the music was like, yeah. Oh, cool. So he, and I was, and I thought like, Oh, so he won even though we didn't like hurt each other. We didn't like go crazy and scratch at each other. Like he, it's still possible to practice strategy safely in a safe environment. You love the person so you're not going to hurt them. Mm. So then that was like an eye opening thing. There, there are several epiphanies like that throughout my life. And it's always love. It's always like someone showing empathy towards me. It was never like, Oh, someone punched me so hard in the face. I'm not racist anymore. It's like, yeah. no, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all love. It has to be. It has to come from a place of love, not a place of aggression. Mm. Yeah, for it to. But that's the other side of the coin, though, because it sounds like these fires were really stoked and nurtured and encouraged and praised. And that was the way that love came through. But it's only coming through one way. Oh, that's like I I got attention. Yeah. But I didn't. That's in my opinion. Now, I don't think that's love. That's like attention. It's what love might look like if you're pointing it through one way to love some, like a fire itself. Like that's what it might look like if it was like light traveling through glass. Like those intentions will color the effect of the love, but the love's probably coming through from a pure place. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, That's my, I mean, I have to think, I mean, I have to, but that's the way I think about people. That's really gorgeous. Yeah, it's like our egos and our consciousness are the glass mm-hmm. and then like our hum- our human core chi soul being, yeah. like that empathetic part is the light and then it pushes out through. So whatever color your vessel is, like your glass, like that's the kind of energy you're pushing out even though it all comes from the same source. Mm, I love it. That's that's what I'm like. Mm, yeah, but uh, but then you know, get a, get, a, get a couple of drinks in me, and then all of, <laughs> it's all it's all fire. Yeah. It's all fire. It's just like energy, energy. Um, which is why I have so many hobbies. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of hobbies, we're gonna continue funding those hobbies by taking a quick break, and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So would you say that martial arts, like pursuing martial arts, was the the like center of your life growing up? Yes. Okay. And then did that change? Did you no. want to pursue? No? no. 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 Would you say it's like still your center today? Yeah, it's my ikigai. Just the reason for living. Yes, exactly. Tell us about that. Um, I have to do it. <laughs> 
there is something in me that's like, you've wasted your day. If I, it, a voice telling me, like, if I haven't done it, I have, if I haven't done any shadow boxing, even if I do nothing, I have to shadow box in my carport. Mm. I have to dodge pretend punches thrown at me mm-hmm. from a giant ogre. You have to do something. Yes. To to express it, to to show, to perform it, to yes. do it. I think honestly, I saw the Bruce Lee documentary about kung fu or gong fu um and it was really incredible because he was so much more of like a poet than i knew yeah and the way he described his relationship to the spirit the body the earth and his time on it um was so fluid Mm. you know yes and it makes sense that if you have access to a way to disperse this energy from your body in like a healthy, safe way that doing it every day, like once you know that feeling, what, how could you want to do anything else? Yeah. Right. But realistically people can't, right. You can't spend your life. Like why aren't you teaching at a dojo, Alan? Like if you, if it's your guy and you need to practice every day, like what I think people might, expect Mm. that you would be like a teacher like a sensei i was when i was living close to my parents i was i think i taught for i don't really actually 20 years at least but you taught for 20 years yeah because i started when i I started teaching like at 12 oh okay (laughs) as like an apprentice with my family so Mm. then at like 15 then i was like able to cover people's classes i was able to just if my parents were at like a tournament across the state i was able to teach classes for them at a week at a time, I wasn't realizing like, oh, this is actually, oh this is teaching. Yeah. Um, but for example, something like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I don't think I have the ability to teach well. I, I might be able to show a couple techniques, but yeah. the depth of it, it's nothing like my able to do like a stand-up art. Right, right, right. But then, so so you taught for like 20 years and yeah. if you were, so you so teaching was a big part of it. It was. Yeah. Every day. But that's also hard then with the whole like balance of power inside your like the two wolves within you balance of power is that you're a kid. Yeah. And a teacher, it has to be empathetic. You mean, and you're their children teaching children at that point. Right. So they have to. So it's almost like you've got the two wolves within you of like the empathy and the mm-hmm. and the fire and like the action one. Yeah. But then if you're a teacher and you yourself have not even found your place in it like that's a big being a sensei would probably be a very big responsibility i think so i think that there was a lot of things that i regret as well like just in terms of like you need the child to do this the probably quickest way is to yell really loud and they'll do it stuff like that i just thought oh that's fine i can't imagine you yelling i've never known that like i can i can imagine you yelling i mean i can like but yeah interesting i've always known you as a very gentle person Oh, God, thank you. That's how I tried to, like, fight against the the old version of myself. Or, I just want a best version of myself. So that's the main reason I do martial arts. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank well, you. Well, I mean, it would take a lot of consciousness, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of body awareness to have both. Like, because mm-hmm. you can't fight against your old self. There's no. You'll never, you don't win that fight because there is no old self. It's right? all you you know and so it's like making peace i think about this like i think about dyeing my hair like bleaching it i was like no that's my old self (laughs) 
But like my therapist is like, you really can't resent any stage of your life development. Oh, I love that. You can't. So that's also like embracing that, even mm. though you're you're you've you've grown past them. It's like yeah. saying like, thank you. Yeah, you, yeah. And then the next level of me is this, which is where I'm at right now, which doesn't want to yell right. or thinks that there are better ways to or different ways to express. Can I tell you something so weird? What in that same vein? Like I really love that, and I have yesterday the day before when i train it's almost like a form of penance like my old version like a new 300 pound dude is smashing me and in my mind i'm like oh thank goodness this is like i'm making up for the time i was like a bad teacher or something or you're living out or alternate two two sides of the same coin or you're being the five-year-old playing in the grappling pit which is something you never got a chance to do 100 percent, yes you know which is a great way to honor yourself Like that toggle between like, I'm drawn to this thing that would be healing for me and like the shame penance, like part, those like the you that is there in the grappling pit, like it's still you. It's all the you's up in that moment. And I think it's great. And you deserve to have a 300 pound guy (laughs) totally overpower you, dude. I want that for you. It happens. I believe it. I believe it. It's very physical. I'm very, yeah. I'm just honored. I'm just so honored. You're just like, wow, you kicked my butt. Yeah. You took me to the ground, yo. I really thought I was going to win this, but I did not. No. That must be that must be kind of fun and humbling. So much fun. Yeah. So too much fun. It's addicting and also so humbling. Like one of my friends yesterday, like I didn't tap him out one time and he said to me, I haven't trained in like three years or three or four years. And I was you were like, I thought it seems like you'd never stop training. <laughs> and then I said like, what an honor that Aww. thank you so yeah. much for wanting to, for yeah. doing it with me right now. Yeah. Yeah. And he, in his mind, he, he, he said something like, thank you for like helping me get the cobwebs out or something. Yeah. Dust off, yeah. like shake off the co- shake out the cobwebs. Right, right. So when you say I didn't tap him out once, what does that mean? That you didn't make him submit or he didn't make I did you not, submit? I, I, he probably made me submit, I think three times Yeah, I, in an eight minute period. So we have like eight, eight, eight minute rounds. Yeah. I didn't get him one time. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you for like feeling how that's like a cool experience not like a damn it one yeah like that's cool that's awesome because like sometimes when you go towards things that have powerful impacts on you and if you have that toggle between the i'm drawn to something that has the potential to be healing penance penance suffering suffering (laughs) let me see if i can turn this thing into that you know like not being able to make this guy tap out sounds like the old stuff trying to pull you back in, man, yeah. you know? Yes. But you are taking it and using your mind and your consciousness, which no matter how much it's been bonked around, it seems like it's doing pretty good. Oh, I, I think you're you. doing a good job uh, to say like, holy shit. Wow. Let me look at this differently. Wow, dude. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sincerely. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. You should be proud of you too. Well, do you, so martial arts will be a part of your life for the rest of your life because it's the way you know how to be in your life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Even though it's not, it's not the only thing in your life anymore. True. Yeah. 
I have to categorize everything in my life with that as the prism of the my framework of my perception. So like, I'm going to keep this a part of my life, but it won't be the center of my life. It, uh, or like it is because it's a philosophy, it's a mind state. Like, Yeah, I like that. I really think that that holds the most space in a functional society where mm. I'm not like, walking down the street like let's go brother let's fight it out we don't know who's dominant here like that's not gonna work you want me to pay for these groceries (laughs) take me to the ground yeah take me to the ground yeah Yeah. and then you're like wait a minute that's you have running water did you get that water into those pipes it's like okay okay i won't take this guy to the ground it's like that's why we live in a society like you got to the grocery store on a road did you pave that road no like this is why we don't take that guy to the ground you know that's the evolution hopefully um but so what i hear you say now is that it's your prism so it's like karate is the vessel like it is you there's no there is no alan without martial arts that's true it is so deeply ingrained in you yes wow so for example that that was the start of it like in okinawa i went to okinawa one time and did like kind of full contact karate and that was cool that was fine and then when I went to mainland Japan, I did, I studied judo. I didn't really study karate. I did karate on the rooftop of where I lived. Yeah, but you knew it at that point. Yeah. Like, so I assume you have a black belt. In judo? No, I don't think I'm ranked. No, in but ju- in karate, if yes. you're able to teach it and be alone with it. Yes. Okay, cool. I just didn't want it. For our listeners, they might be like, I don't even know. This guy's talking a big game or whatever. Like, he Oh, knows gosh, it. yeah. No, but so you are a black belt. I'm a black belt. And I think at the time I got the black belt that. 16 and i think that's the cutoff like that's the minimum age you had to be at that oh cool time. so you got one at the beginning like okay black belt <laughs> cool yeah yeah i mean it's hard not to say oh cool even though we just talked about how like not like zen that is but like it's still cool <laughs> i mean it's yeah. still cool it's a skill i can roll joints yeah that's a skill <laughs> I, I mean yeah there there is a version of karate in my mind that's 100 percent good no bad parts um i'm not sure i'll be able to teach that I, I probably won't be able to teach that. And to someone else, they have that version as well. And then um, also I could do that with dance. Like I don't have to fight someone. No. Uh, no. Yeah. We could like, we can, you know. Body movement. Yeah. Yeah. That's really at its core. It's about like that mind body movement. Exactly. Not, yeah. Not the, not the stuff that makes it yucky. Well, don't worry. We're humans. So everybody finds a way to turn something around. Right. Okay. But okay. Let me, riddle me this. Uh, for anyone who has not ha- had karate in their life, what would you recommend people do if they want to know more about the philosophical aspects of martial arts or karate? Like maybe not just the, the dojo down the street, mm-hmm. not just like get into it. Cause it sounds like what you've said is that a lot of those spiritual aspects aren't always guaranteed a part of it. Right. So if someone independently wanted to augment their physical practice with philosophy, what, where would, do you have any hot, do you have any hot tips? Got any books that you'd recommend? You know what I mean? Or you can think on it and and we'll post it in the Patreon or something. cool. You know what I mean? Like any documentaries that you're like, that's it. Um, I want to say that don't do anything with another person if you're going to do karate, just like learn kata and then study that learn. as a form of moving meditation, not as a form of fighting, not as a form of, can I kill my next door neighbor because they're too loud? Nothing like this. Like, um, But anyone who hears this that's done karate is like, oh, that's that's like an untested form of combat or something. That person is talking with 
like Mars, the god of war, as their consciousness, then don't worry about karate. Go join a Muay Thai. Be better off doing Muay Thai. Yeah, or like- go do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Go join the wrestling club. Mm. Then, like, please have at it. Like, mm. have your fun. Mm. Um, but, but if what, I'm... Yeah, sorry. You mentioned something called kata, and I just want to make sure we explain what that is. What is kata? It's a form of moving meditation with motions originally used for human combat. Now movements in the air putting your body in certain positions for mindfulness Mm. not not combat a lot of people try to relate it to combat Mm. but it is the hand stuff it's just like moving in the air yeah it's moving in the air but just so people if they're like what what i've heard of this but so it's what what you think of as karate is actually kata yes or like what people commonly think of as like the hand stuff, mm-hmm. that is kata. So those are positions that you practice. Yes. Like ballet has positions, one, two, three, four, five, blah, blah, blah. So you think people could independently just study it as a mindful meditation yes. practice. Cool. That makes me feel encouraged, dude. Because I don't, I don't want that like aggro energy. Like that's not what draws me to martial arts. It's like, yeah. Like is there a way we can teach martial arts without being aggro? Like, I don't know if primates can do it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe a different planet. But I think that it's worth a shot. And yeah. it, then, like, once, the, once like the thing starts to fall apart with entropy and stuff, then we start beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> and then it's all there. It's like, well, yeah. don't worry about it because we all studied it as a meditation practice. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great from my primate, uh, from one primate to another, the inescapable, like, oh, could that, is that possible? Sure, in another universe. Hu- <laughs> humans here on this planet? Probably not, no. We seem pretty far gone. Yep. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, real true. Uh, Alan, if people if people want to find more you or talk to you or be curious about you, where can they find you on the internet? I have my own website, and that's basically it. You can email me. It's alangodshaw.com. Sick. It, whatever I do is nothing is like, you know, uh, nothing is too important. I'm just like living and trying to be as happy as I can in that moment. So say whatever. I don't care. Say what's up or say you hate me. I do not, do not mind. Go, oh, that I'm. sounds like, okay, well that sounds like, that sounds like more penance, Alan. That's Come like, at me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds like penance. You're like, you know what? No, but the words can't touch me. You can't even hurt me. Try and strike me. You can't even find me. I'm air. You can't hit air. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, well, uh, let's just leave it at, if you want to reach out for more, just an opportunity for penance. <laughs> like, uh, okay great and uh, if you want to find more of me you can find me all across the internet H-A-R-T-O that's Harto um, or by supporting uh, this podcast by liking subscribing rating and reviewing Alan thank you so much for being here thanks so much for having me I'm so glad uh, and earbuds thanks for listening I will talk to you next week <laughs>